again, it, it, it's a DNA thing. Uh, Tiger Woods hates to lose. Tom Brady hates to lose. Greg Downer, I hate to lose. Don't forget to smash that share button. Subscribe to my page. Follow me on Instagram, at Lance Bachman, and keep sending me those questions. I am fired up today on the den. I have Greg Downer, three-time associated press coach of the year, Lower Marion High School coach, named best basketball coach in Pennsylvania by USA Today, and has more than 500 career victories. And the list goes on and on. Three state champions, 17 league titles, a 70% percentage winning rate, and over 70 Downers players have gone on to play in college or the NBA, and not to mention... You were the only coach of Kobe Bryant during high school before he went straight to the NBA. Welcome to the show, Greg Downer. Thank you, Lance. Thanks for having me. No problem. I'm fired up to have you. You know I love sports. I mean, that's what we're going to talk about, sports. We're going to talk about how COVID-19 has really halted things and really the effect it's going to have on kids and schools and really what you see it from your lens uh, every day. I mean, you're a Hall of Famer coach. I mean, you are, without a doubt, probably the best basketball coach in the state of Pennsylvania, if not in the country. Thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, I think your opinion matters in this situation. Sure. I have some insights on it. Okay. So, let's jump into it, Greg. Tell everybody about yourself real fast, Greg. Tell everybody your story. How do you, how do you wind up coaching Kobe Bryant and being the head coach at Lower Marion for so long? Well, I, I grew up one of three brothers, you know, love of sports, played sports as a kid, baseball, soccer, basketball, football, the whole nine yards. Uh, went to college and decided that I wanted to major in physical education and health kind of had a belief that I wasn't like a, a, a suit and tie businessman type of person. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the phys ed major seemed to fit pretty nicely. And uh, out of college, I kind of stumbled into coaching. There was a freshman basketball opening at my alma mater, Pencrest High School. And I said, sure, like, I'll take a shot at that. And turned out the team was pretty good. We were like 14 wins, one loss. We had this crazy win in one of my first games ever coaching, and my parents came up to me after the game and said, hey, you want to take the kids out for pizza? I was like, sure, let's do it. And I was like, man, this is pretty cool. And uh, 30 years later, I'm, I'm still coaching, and I, I got into teaching, and I, I got really lucky in the sense that I discovered what I was passionate about and, and helping kids and uh, obviously, as time went on, my, my real passion for basketball started to display itself. You are a head coach of Lower Marion for 22 years. That's a long time for any head coach to be anywhere. You won three state titles, which most schools never win one state title alone, let alone three. And you won state titles without Kobe Bryant on your team also, correct? Yes. And let's be honest here. Lower Marion, you don't think basketball when you think Lower Marion. How do you build a program to be a powerhouse? Well, it all started with a guy named Kobe Bryant. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough to meet him about my second year on the job. Uh, the first year on the job, uh, we were like nine or ten wins. And then I kept hearing about this 13-year-old at the junior high named Kobe Bryant. And, and I went to meet him, and I was amazed at what I saw. I, he taught me how to win. I taught him how to win. He taught me how to work hard. I taught him how to work hard. And... That was the foundation for, for success. We started to win. And I had a decision when Kobe left. You know, I, I could have lowered the bar and said, we're not going to chase that high bar any longer. We're going to be okay with a 500 season. We're going to be okay with an occasional off season. And I said, no, you know, this is what we're shooting for. We're not playing for second place. We're playing for championships. And 
Kobe started it, and we've won a lot of basketball games. We've won a lot of championships, and I attribute a lot of that to me never lowering the bar. We have the same expectation for every team. We're going to win. We're going to win big. We're going to fight for the gold medal, and that's been a good formula. Kobe, before he passed away, said you were one of the best coaches he ever had. Does that impact you? Yeah, it has to. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great compliment, and uh, – you know, it was. I knew when I was working with Kobe, it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and I, I tried to cherish every minute of it. And to say that I'm one of three to five human beings that have uh, played a role in his development as as a player is, is a great honor. He didn't say it that way. He said you were one of the best that ever coached him. He well, didn't that, say you were one of the top three or five. He said best ever. So I'm going to say it's one or two, and I don't know who the other one would be. Uh, to me. If someone at any level says that about me, I'm I'm taking it sincere and I'm grateful. Let alone Kobe Bryant. I mean, that's that's an honor. No, I, I appreciate that, and uh, you know, I'm 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 humble and I and I'm and I'm hungry, and uh, I, I try to remain humble when I get a comment like that. But uh, there, there was a deep love with with Kobe and myself, and and certainly I look back on our, our memories very fondly. You you're very humble. And I've gotten to know you. I consider you a very good friend at this point. Our kids go to the same school. We're good friends. We've been friends for years. But you almost have like a hidden anger in you that drives you. Like I, I don't know if you call, I'd call it hidden anger, but there's definitely a driving factor that you are competitive. You want to be the best. You're very mild-mannered. You're nice. But where, where does that like driven, like crazy – I want to call it the crazy Greg syndrome. Where does it come from? I, I think it's a DNA. I think it's a, a love of competition. I think it's a, a love of winning, a hatred of losing. I mean, if you beat me 10 minutes from now in a game of ping pong, like I'm going to be agitated. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about that the entire ride home. And whether or not that's healthy or not, I don't know. But uh, I don't like to lose. I, I never did as a kid. Uh, I had an older brother that if he lost something, you would know about it for about two weeks. He wouldn't talk to anybody, and again, it, it, it's a DNA thing. Uh, Tiger Woods hates to lose. Tom Brady hates to lose. Greg Downer, I hate to lose. Let's talk about the impact this has had on your students. You're close to your students. You're close to a lot of them. I hear you talk about <clears throat> your students, your players. You know where they're going to college. You know so much about your students where I just don't think as many coaches get involved at the level you do. How's this impacted your students? It's difficult. I mean, on March 12th, from the Lower Marion perspective, our, our world got turned upside down. And, and it was hard. And I remember walking out of my office on March 12th thinking to myself, like, I better grab a few more items because I had this weird feeling I wouldn't be back for quite some time. And I haven't seen most of my players face-to-face -face since March 12th. We had five seniors. Their career was abruptly halted. Halted, does you mean end it, correct? I'm yes. assuming you're not going back to the state yeah, Warner, correct? yeah, it's it's completely ended. Uh, we're one of 12 teams that ended our season with a win. Most of the time your season ends with a loss unless you do get the gold medal in the state championship. And uh, it's been a really hard thing. I didn't know personally six months ago what, what Zoom was, <laughs> <laughs> as an example. You know, it, it's a whole new world, and it's it's been hard on everybody. Uh and, and certainly the kids are, are right in the middle of that. I mean, besides being a great coach, you love your students. I mean, you love teaching. We've talked about it. You love, I mean, you love being a phys ed teacher. My brother Fred's a phys ed. It seems like there's this definite passion for that position in life. 
and you're saying you don't have the answer. My brother doesn't have the answer. A lot of people don't seem to have the answer. But there's no answer in sight. Do you? Because I don't. I read the CDC guidelines for going back to school, and we talked about them. Do you think they're realistic for kids under sixth grade to six feet apart, things in place, wearing masks? Could you see Bryn wearing a mask all day in school? I, I think that'd be one of the saddest parts of not to be overly dramatic of maybe like my life if I have to stick her on the school bus at seven in the morning and she's got to go wipe off her seat with with a cloth with with a mask on like that's going to be a a horrible moment like no one wants to see any child in that situation and uh, a lot of what you're saying logistically is, is not even possible you have to there's so many dynamics some of these city schools in Philadelphia they just don't have the logistical capabilities or the space to pull these things off, uh, uh, which is really the six-foot spacing. What do you think about the athletes playing with no fans? Some people are making a big deal out of it. A guy like Jim Harbaugh says, let's do it. I'm a coach. I'm competitive. Let's rock. Where, where's your mindset on that with no fans? Well, I think it's going to be strange. It's, it's hard for me to envision that. But, uh, you know, from an economic perspective, there's lots of money at stake. <laughs> but the thought from my perspective of – watching basketball games or even competing in games where there's no fans in the stands seems very bizarre. I can't imagine an Eagles game in September that usually has 65,000 fans at it at that ball game all of a sudden having none. It's it's hard to fathom. Could this be even more cuz no one's even spoke about this. Could we see high school sports with no fans? The, the the guinea pig of what the NBA does, a lot of people are watching. A lot of people are going to be watching college football. I'm being told by my my administration there's not going to be any high school football. I'm being told there may not be high school basketball. So you're being told by your administration that it's not going to be high school football this year, most likely. Correct. Wow. And prepare not to have a basketball season. The 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 terminology that was used was your your, your basketball season is hanging by a piece of dental floss. And football is pretty much done. Yep. I mean that's 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 amazing because some states have gone back to Missouri, Florida, Texas, Georgia. Football practices are starting again. Yeah. And they're playing full sports again. They're going they're opening up. Does that make you wonder as a coach what the hell's happening here? Well, they, they I did read something that if if we wanted to invent a sport that had a high risk of exposure, we we would invent a sport called basketball <laughs> where we get 10 people and we run around and we sweat on one another. You know, certain sports are going to be a little trickier than others. I mean, I know you're a, a lover of wrestling. What, like, what does wrestling look like? This might be the nail in the coffin. And it's sad if you think about that. Well, part two of that is uh, 95% of all revenue for all the different sports come from, as we talk about college, come from college basketball and college football. You know, it would be a shame to see any sport go under wrestling, uh bowling, badminton, anything. If you're passionate about a sport. I'll do everything I can to save wrestling. Um, I think it's a great sport. I think it's probably the best sport in the world, and you know that. But what, what blows my mind is there would be 6,000 people on the beaches walking around. Universal's opened up, right? 30,000 people are lying in a Disney World Park right now, 30,000 people. But yet you can't put 20 kids out on a baseball field or hold 30 kids to play soccer. Do you see, is there, am I missing something? Or am I just totally nuts? I think, you know, the athletes that are devoted are going to keep their eye on the prize and probably stay in decent shape. But, you know, I, I can see probably athletes getting frustrated and they think that practice is coming in a month. Oh, it's two months. It's three months. 
I can't wait till the season. Oh, there is no season. You could start losing your your motivation, your your livelihood, if you're not careful there. To turn it towards a Philadelphia comment, like, I'm really anxious to see what kind of shape Joel Embiid's in. (laughs) Like, what's he been doing for the last three months? Is he going to show up 10 or 15 pounds heavier, or is he going to show up chiseled and ready to go? One thing I would like to talk about today is the journey from good to great as an athlete. It's a very tough journey to make. Most people just choose the easier route of good. Good is an easier route. Average is a very easy route. Great is a tough route. It's a tough route. You have to push the extra miles. You have to put your foot on the gas. You can never take your foot off the gas. And I've seen the good to great journey, how hard that can be in certain scenarios I've had in high school as a coach. It's it's hard. If a high school kid, like, loses his motivation or a female and this thing goes on for another year or two like it's going to be very devastating did you ever read the book good to great who wrote it uh james collins i want to read that it's a great book it's about business but this is a business show for the most part i like that slogan and it's it's a great it's a great book and it hits on what you're saying about companies what separates a good company from a great company, the work, the, it's probably one of the best books you'll ever read. It's yeah, called, I'd yeah. like to read it. Yeah, it's called Good to Great. That's why I thought maybe you said that. How have you changed during this time period? Well, I've had to get more creative in terms of how can I connect with my, my ball club. Uh, I'm a lifetime learner. I'm a lifetime learner. Uh, I'm a guy that's getting up there in age. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you've got an idea. You can tell me something. I'll take it with me. Uh, other people in your office have an idea. I'll take it with me. As an example, Brett Brown and I have been doing what we call pandemic tapes. Mm-hmm. We've been sending tapes back and forth to one another on, on a variety of topics. Um, we've done eight pandemic tapes since the pandemic started. And there's Brett Brown, a lifetime learner, willing to listen to a high school coach. There I am, so honored to be willing to, to listen to a, to a pro coach but this situation is, is forcing us to find ways to navigate this or kind of find ways to, to not navigate it. And I certainly enjoyed the extra time with my family, with my daughter, uh, taking walks and swimming and riding bikes. I've certainly enjoyed all of that, but we, we can't sit still. We have to find a glass is half full attitude. I'm a business person. I'm just sitting here. Why hasn't Greg Downer opened his own basketball camp and say, let me produce some of the best basketball players out of Pennsylvania? Kyle Johan Productions, Johan's promoters, produced some of the best boxers in history. So why is Greg Downer? I know you're not a business guy, but why not just say, yo, I have a skill set here. Youth sports have become a big, big, big business. Why not? You should jump your hat in that arena. You've thought about it? Potentially, yeah. I mean, we're looking at some online platforms. Uh, you know, we're looking at producing something called the Aces Way, where we can really try to categorize uh, some of our belief systems and some of the things that have, that have made us successful. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a quiet, humble guy. I've never, uh, never gone looking for a lot of attention. Uh, I've never really chased a dollar either. Greg, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I was so fired up to have you on your show because I know how competitive you are and what a great coach you are. Going out and making extra money, making other people great, 
isn't a criminal act, buddy. It's called business, and people want great coaches. People want great leaders and mentors in their kids' lives, and they're willing to pay for it because there's so many shitheads out there that don't do the right things right. like you. Right. Not trying to sound opportunistic. I think you'd be doing the community a disjustice if you don't go open your own camp business or online content or whatever it is, Ace's way you were saying, because there's going to be a lot of people that benefit from you. You didn't just make Kobe Bryant and help him become great. You made 69 other players reach their dreams. And I'm sure you're a ripple effect of not even... If that's the litmus test of playing in the NBA or college, that's one. But how many other students have you affected just to go on to college or graduate or save right. their lives in other ways? I appreciate that. I mean, that that's good advice. That's good insights. I mean, I was talking about some of the same concepts that you're talking about uh, on the ride over here with with some of my some of my coworkers and you know the Aces way is something that I'm proud of. The Aces way is is a proven formula for success. Tell us what that is. Tell the viewers what because this is the first time I'm hearing about the Aces way. I had no clue about. It. Tell me about it. Well, we've had a lot of slogans: eat, sleep, win, hustle, teamwork, pride. Most of those slogans sell T-shirts. I do like to eat, sleep, win one. <laughs> <laughs> but the one, the one slogan I think that defines us is, is hard work, dedication, results. It's time management. It's sweat equity. It's having good coaches around you. 100%. It's the willingness to take the good to great journey. Uh, but from a lower Marion perspective, like we don't take shortcuts. I'm going to outwork you. I'm going to outprepare you. I'm going to watch more film than you. I'm going to find a weakness of yours, and I'm going to exploit it. It's not a, a magical remedy. It's just a work ethic and a refusal to accept second place. They're standing up with my arm right now. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I, I don't like basketball, but I'm ready to go grab one. I don't know if we I can need, do much. We with need it. a rebounder. I don't know if I can do much with it, but Greg, I mean, let's be realistic here. You're a leader. You have big time influence in the basketball community, the local community. What makes a great leader during a time like this? Well, I think it's being a lifetime learner. Like I said, not having an ego, not thinking that that you have all the answers. When it comes to the to the virus, I think it's having a, a half full approach, um, having a positive attitude. You know, I, I can't I can't go to my favorite restaurant. I can't I can't maybe come swim in your swimming pool. <laughs> I can't do all these things. Like I got to find something else. You know, but but the, the the ultimate question to your to your question, I believe, is what makes a great leader? Fair, firm, consistent. F FC, fair, firm, consistent. I'm going to be those three things to you, whether you're the best player on the team or the worst player on the team. I truly believe everybody grows up with heroes or have heroes along the way to get to the level you're at. People they look up, who has the most, who's had the most impact in your life? One person. I would say Kobe. Uh, you know, I was a little ashamed when I wrote that in an article not too long ago. I thought it was a little bit strange that one of my players could possibly be my hero. But uh, just watching him and what I learned from him, and it's not often, by the way, that people get to see greatness with their own eyes. Greg, thank you for being on the show. Amazing career. Keep it up. Everyone, thank you for watching. Greg Downer, Pennsylvania's best basketball coach, bar none in high school, arguably probably one of the best coaches in Pennsylvania in general. Thanks so much, Greg. Thank you.